our mission today is to advance economic growth. And we do that by assisting existing companies with expansions, attracting new businesses to the area and supporting small business startups. Small businesses are the backbone of the American economy and here in Michigan, but only 50% will make it five years in business. On Mitten Money, host William Zank will focus on helping Michigan-based business owners with the tough questions that will help them succeed. How do I expand my business? What options do I have for retirement? How do I move forward? Having worked with small business owners throughout his entire career and with excellent attention to detail and strong analytical skills, William Zank of TriStar Trust will unearth answers to these questions and more. You can subscribe to the podcast and learn more about how William and the TriStar Trust team can guide your small business at TriStarTrust.com. Good morning, good afternoon, and welcome to another episode of Mint Money. This podcast will focus on helping Michigan-based business owners find the answers to tough questions that will help them succeed. On today's show, we're excited to have on Joanne Crary, who is the current president and CEO of Saginaw Future. On today's show, we dive into the impact that economic development can have on a local region, not only for existing businesses, but its citizens as well. Welcome, Joanne, to Mint Money. Well, thank you so much, William. Appreciate meeting you and having the opportunity today. Of course, let's go get into it. So do you mind telling us a little about your personal background and the path you took to get to your current position with Saginaw Future? Sure. So I came from a very large family. And one of the things that we were all taught at a young age was the value of hard work. I did everything from babysitting and picking strawberries to working in a restaurant. And then during college, I typically had 18 or 19 credits while working at two jobs. So I have to say that working hard has really been a big part of my life. Now, finding a job after graduation was a different story. I substitute taught for a few months, but with a student loan, I needed to find something else. So I took a part-time position with Saginaw County while continuing to look for my dream job. Well, the governor at the time launched a new statewide economic development program, and I decided that I guess I already had my dream job. So my part-time position became full-time, and I worked my way up through the years. Well, great. And so for those who don't know, could you tell us about Saginaw Future? Yeah, so in 1992, the bottom fell out of the economy once again in Saginaw County. And I like to say that the stars aligned because leaders from the city, the county, chamber, business, labor, education, all came together to form Saginaw Future. Saginaw Future was formed with two main goals in mind. And the first was to have a single voice for economic development, because at the time, there were multiple organizations, very little collaboration, and lots of duplication. So having that one go-to organization was really important. And secondly, our goal was to diversify our economy. We were so dependent on a single industry, and that was, at the time, was the automotive industry, that when there was a slowdown in the economy, people stopped buying cars. And in Michigan, in our area, you know, we would have double-digit unemployment. So we were very focused on retaining and strengthening the auto industry, but also to look to attract additional businesses and industries and support the expansions of companies like Hemlock Semiconductor and our healthcare system, morally companies, and those in medical devices. And so dialing back to 1992, would you say Saginaw Future was one of the first economic development corporations? Maybe not corporations, but would you say Saginaw Future was a first of many for what we now see today for different economic development within different counties across the state? Yeah, that's a great question, because actually we were looked at as a model. At the time, either government had economic development or some of them were in chambers of commerce. But to form a nonprofit, we're a 501c3, which is a charitable organization. And to have all those business, labor, education, government all represented on the board and as contributing members 
we were one of the first and that model is used by many other organizations today throughout Michigan. That's very interesting. And so what are some of the programs and different ways you help businesses within the region? So our mission today is to advance economic growth. And we do that by assisting existing companies with expansions, attracting new businesses to the area and supporting small business startups. We meet with about 250 C-level executives every year to learn of their plans for the future and their barriers to grow. So C-level means the CEO, the COO, or the CFO. So these are the top people in organizations. And our job is to listen to them, learn of what those barriers are, and we need to know the resources available to remove those barriers so that the new investment and job creation can move forward. Now, we do that by providing a wide variety of assistance, including financial and incentive packaging, identifying available sites and buildings for new locations. We assist companies with securing government contracts. We assist with like making the connections with local governments. And we actually do the planning and zoning on behalf of the city of Saginaw. We also write for infrastructure grants. So if there's an issue with sewer capacity or water lines or things like that. I mean, we get involved in a lot of different areas from job training and workforce development to, you know, finding and preparing a shovel-ready site for a business to locate. And so what it sounds like from your response there is that you're really helping businesses save a lot of time when it comes to those different programs or maybe a new building site that they might want to go plan for. Yeah, we really do. I mean, that's what we do. We like to say we are problem solvers and we reduce barriers to growth. Whatever that means, we don't know, we'll find out. That's fantastic. And so what are some things that Saginaw County and Michigan have that most people wouldn't know in, in regards to either lines of business or in regards to economic development? So if you take a look at our top 25 employers, you'll see we have a very diverse economy. And while automotive is still very important to us, we're a regional center for healthcare services and medical specialties. We remain strong in agriculture and tourism, and we're a regional center for business services like construction, engineering, and architecture. So Here's just a couple statistics for you. Saginaw is the number three county for tourism revenue in Michigan. And we all, all know we have the number one tourist attraction in Frankenmuth. With 1,250 farms, Saginaw County was third in Michigan for corn and soy production, fourth in sugar beets, and is one of the top 10 counties in wheat production. And we're considered an innovation hub because of the number of patents that are issued and the large number of engineers, PhD, and physicians. So you know, with the presence of Dow, DuPont, Helmack Semiconductor next year in our region, we have thousands of engineers and we're, you know, becoming well-known globally as a center of innovation and technology. What effects has COVID had on our local economy and what are some initiatives that Saginaw Future has done to help them? So certainly COVID has had a devastating impact on small business and tourism and nonprofits and actually the workforce too. But I like to look at the bright side and how it's brought us together and highlighted our ability to collaborate and help each other. One of the things I'm most proud of is that we work together in Saginaw County. COVID has brought us together in a way that nothing else has that I've ever been involved with. So when COVID and the shutdowns happened last March of 2020, our organization applied for and was a recipient of multiple grant programs from the state, from Dow, Consumers Energy, and the federal government. So we had to set up systems to accept applications and provide a review and scoring process and issue electronic funds as quickly as we could. We also collaborated with the Saginaw Chamber to research daily updates and mandates and provide that in real time to businesses through both of our websites. 
we reached out to local banks and credit unions to help us score those early rounds of grant applications and also had the Saginaw Community Foundation assist us in scoring the nonprofit applications. So each of the grants had specific targeted businesses in mind. For example, one of them required that we provide at least 30% of the funds to women, minority, and veteran-owned businesses. And we ended up granting over 80% to those targeted businesses. So I think one of the things that we're doing now is looking at how can we emerge and help businesses survive. So we have a new program on our website called Size Up. It's a tool to help them reopen and research to target their best markets for success. So we're trying to do as much as we can to help small businesses survive. That's wonderful. And in this stage where we are right now in COVID, and this is being recorded towards the end of March, just for anyone listening right now, what are some things that people can do to help businesses, but also do it in a safe-minded, conscious way? Well, certainly we advocate for getting the vaccine. I I was one of them late in the day and they had some shots left. So I did get my vaccine and wear your mask, do all the things that we're supposed to do, but buy gift cards. We collaborated with the Chamber and Consumers Energy and they granted funds so that the Chamber could buy gift cards and then give them away. Go use the gift card at the business, but bring your friends, you know, so try to do as much business as you can with the small businesses to help them survive. So how does Saginaw Future help businesses locally here in the area connect them with different talent opportunities? I know that before COVID, there was a real talent shortage, at least here within the state and probably within the county as well. What are some programs or initiatives that Saginaw Future has taken on to help connect businesses with the talent that they need? Well, the number one issue that we were hearing before COVID, and we're actually now hearing it again, when we meet with those 250 C-level executives is related to talent. They're having a difficult time finding the talent they need for current job openings, and they're concerned that over the next five years, they will have a large percentage of their workforce retiring. So we're working very closely with our intermediate school district and the Saginaw Career Complex to develop training programs targeted at the most in-demand jobs. So we can look at it a couple ways. You can develop your talent and grow your own. You can retain your talent and you can attract it from the outside of the area. So we're also working with Delta College and SVSU on the talent pipeline. And we have great relationships with Michigan Works to help with existing talent needs. But our office is also working together with the economic development organizations throughout our region to attract new talent to the area. We've held some events that we call Coming Home, targeted at those who lived in the area or our recent college grads that moved out. And what we found is that many of them are surprised to learn that there are jobs available in their field of study and that our cost of living is much more affordable than the places they've moved to. So we've had some successes getting people to move back home. That's wonderful. What are some things that you try and do to help attract new businesses to the region? So each year, Area Development Magazine surveys businesses on the most important factors they consider when locating a facility. And our job is to know those factors, determine our readiness, and then address the deficiencies whenever possible. We take that information and we target industries that complement ours and those businesses that are expanding and running out of physical space. Then we meet with them at trade shows through direct contact or through site consultants who are hired by businesses to find the best location. So, you know, a lot of times we'll just work with companies that are here, some of the larger companies that maybe have a supplier located in out of state and the volumes increase to the point where they really need a location close to that business. So that's really important to us is to have that relationship with the local businesses so that they can help us attract their customers and suppliers. Now, keep in mind that 
over 80% of new jobs will come from existing industry. So while new business attraction gets most of the headlines, it's really the existing businesses that we spend a majority of our time with so we can be sure that they can grow and expand here. So if a company locally was going through your financial hardships, whether it be maybe their business declining in revenue, maybe they're shut down part of COVID, and maybe traditionally have gone down the maybe routes that they could try and get more external financing, but it failed that point, would it make sense for them to try and reach out to a local economic development corporation like yourself to try and look into what other solutions may be out there? Yeah, so we have a program called Size Up, and it really does a great job. And we can actually walk you through or we can do it for you. We'll take your information and help you target your area of where you're looking for customers, where the best location is for you to put advertising dollars, how much you should pay your employees or how much your competitors are paying. So it gives you a lot of competitive information and a lot of market research that can help you to grow your revenues. Because at the end of the day, you know, you want to get more business so that you can make enough to pay your bills and to make a living. Mm-hmm. Of course. And so one of the most exciting things that I've recognized when starting to work in downtown Saginaw here is just been the growth and seeing the growth from when I initially started here back in 2017, where it is now has been phenomenal. And something that I want to ask you is how important is it for a local town, municipality, a county to have those vibrant downtown centers? Well, it really is. Quality of life is becoming more and more important to attracting talent. And with talent as the number one issue of business growth, we know that improving our downtowns and providing a multitude of entertainment and recreational opportunities is key. So just like there's business factors for why a company locates, there's also the quality of life factors that we need to keep in mind. They include excellent health care, great schools, higher education availability, safe streets and neighborhoods, arts, culture, recreation, and entertainment, a variety of housing. So what we try to do is look in each of those areas and see where we rank and then Where we see the importance, though, recently is really in creating these vibrant downtowns. And actually, there's a lot of people that want to move that are empty nesters or their early retirees that want to locate in a downtown and so that they can walk to restaurants and coffee shops. And so for a downtown that was lacking in one of those topic areas you're talking about, whether it be healthcare, maybe more things for young people to go do, if you saw that a particular town was lacking one of those areas, let's just go pick food, for example, what are some of the ways that you would help them develop that area? So Saginaw Future manages the city of Saginaw's downtown development authority, which is very cool because it allows us to be able to target areas of the city to try and create housing or shops and restaurants and things like that. So whatever is lacking, but keep in mind that you have to have available property and buildings. So one of the things that we've done over the years is acquired property, cleared title, demolished buildings, address the environmental assessment and assembled sites big enough for developments to happen. That's how Michigan Cardiovascular Institute was located. Garber Management Group, a variety of businesses along Washington Avenue were located there because of the spade work that we did to get the sites ready. We're now looking at an area between St. Mary's Hospital and the downtown on the Riverside for some more future development. Now, as we do that, we'll hopefully bring in offices and restaurants and potentially some educational opportunities. That brings people downtown and then people are going to want to go to, they want all the amenities, right? They want restaurants and they want things to do. So, and they want places to live. So it kind of all feeds on itself and it's 
really exciting for us to be part of that. Well, it's great, especially seeing the growth that could potentially happen from one, you know, maybe let's just go see a new restaurant comes into town and kind of feeds off each other to your point, new coffee shop, new houses, more office buildings, makes the whole world go round. So that's great. And so switch topics. So to a little about yourself, what are some things that you like to do in your free time? Well, I don't have a lot of free time, but when I do, I really enjoy spending time with my family. I have a son and daughter and they live in different parts of the state, but we try to get together and do a lot of things as a family. I like to golf and boat and do whatever I can outside. I'm a gardener as well. And so anything that I can do outside, I love walking. So it's nice to have communities that have walkability and nice to have a rail trail. Do you have a favorite golf course here in Michigan? Well, I like to golf at the Fortress because I live here in Frankenmuth and it's a pretty beautiful course. Of course. For those who want to learn more about yourself or learn more about Saginaw Future, what are some good resources for the listeners to go look into? I think one of the best resources is our website, which we newly launched last year, right after COVID started. It's www.saginawfuture.com and you'll find a lot of great resources for small business. There's Size Up. For those looking for a job, look under the talent tab. Or for those looking to come home and want to relocate, you can look under the live here tab. And also, you know, if it's easier for you, reach out by phone or email. All of our contacts are on our website. So that's the best way to get a hold of us. And we'd be happy to help you. Thank you. Well, thank you everyone for listening to another episode of Mint Money. We love all the feedback that we receive. So please let us know if you have any or any ideas for new guests to come on the show. If you haven't already, please rate and review our podcast. Additionally, please follow our podcast so you don't miss when new episodes drop. Thanks, Joanne. You're welcome. Thank you. You've been listening to Mitten Money, sponsored by TriStar Trust. Subscribe to the podcast and learn more about how William and the TriStar Trust team can guide your small business at tristartrust.com. <laughs>